0: Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Well, here we are, another, well, we're recording on another evening, uh, which, so if I suddenly yawn, it's not my fault, it's about my bedtime, but we decided, shoot, we've been recording for way too long, we need to, or not recording, talking for way too long, we've got to record because some, some of us haven't eaten supper yet, so.
1: That's true. I, I have, homemade, I have homemade red red lentil curry and homemade non bread. Homemade non bread,
0: even yeah. Wow.
1: I was I'm in mean, teaching my kids how to bread making. So so actually the non bread came first, and then I thought, oh, I have all this stuff for red lentil
0: curry. Why not? Yeah, that sounds delightful. If I lived closer, I'd be over at your house right now. Sounds good. We might have recorded already, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So uh, for those of you who have been listening for the last couple weeks, uh, this podcast, we've been talking about the good, the good, good book. Um, good heavens. I don't even know where I'm going with this. The letter of First John. Uh, we are in chapter two. This is what happens when, you, when I'm awake this late at night. I just, I don't know. We're Jenny's eating. an old
1: lady. She, she can't be trusted after eight o'clock.
0: She just. <laughs> the words get really hard. In my mouth to say, the tongue gets. I feel like my tongue enlarges at night. That sounds really weird, and I apologize for my words, but what? Like, English is hard right now. Hard. Okay, we get it.
1: It's fair, everyone. You know what, though, if if people are listening, hopefully they've listened long enough
0: to know who we are. <laughs> so we're in First John chapter two. We have gotten to the point of of getting to John. Two fifteen, and so we decided we're just gonna read through till the end of the chapter, and or at least to, to verse twenty-seven. And well, I mean, why, why is,
1: huh? I guess we can go to twenty-nine. I didn't realize that there wasn't. it can go to twenty-nine. Well,
0: I think we should go to twenty-seven because I really feel like that starts. Twenty-nine starts a new I'm a new starts a new thought process because okay yeah. friends if you don't aren't familiar or super familiar with the scriptures the bible the english bible we have in our possession in modern days has chapter and verse headings and these were put in a long time ago for very good reason so that when we reference things we know what we're talking about with each other in conversation so if a pastor from the pulpit says we're in romans chapter 8 verse 28 you can go find that in your scripture as opposed to randomly him reading somewhere. And you're like, uh, where? Is, what, where are you? Right. But in the original Greek, in this case, because first John was written in Greek, there are no chapters, there are no verses. And so a lot of times the thought process or the thought focus isn't always delineated well by the chapter headings and the verses. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would be best for us to stop at verse 27 and then next week, uh, get into that next that next thought focus. So
1: that's why you're paid the big bucks. Yeah,
0: right. It's Exactly why. <laughs> anyway, so I I'll go ahead and read. I've got the NIV tonight, so let's All right. let's go from there. This is what First John chapter two, starting at verse fifteen, says: Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, even eternal life. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things. And as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as I, just as it has taught you, remain in him. A was what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a mouthful. Yes. John, John writes in very simple Greek, actually in the sense that it's, it's, comparatively easy to read Greek compared to, say, like, Paul or Luke. But he tends to repeat himself a lot. And I think he does so, again, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. The re- The repetitiveness is because this is an oral document. Mm-hmm. Um, people would not have read it as much as they would have heard it. Uh-huh. And so I think he he uses this repetition – to get it in their minds uh, so that they can remember it. But. So so I find it interesting coming off of
1: the beginning of this chapter two, where he's talking about love and hatred for fellow believers and just saying, you know, if you hate, if you hate your brother, you don't have God. Right. And then Mm -hmm. he kind of like shifts focuses here and he's like, but you have to hate the world. Right. And, um, And so that can be kind of confusing, I think, If at face value, you know. Um, But I don't know, Jenny, I don't think here, and I just want to talk about this a little bit at first, I don't think here he's talking about
0: people. What do you think? No, I think this is not loving the world and its worldliness. Yeah. The things of this world, not necessarily the people of this world. It's the chasing after the the things. Right. We got to also put ourselves a little bit in the context of when it was written, right? Right. Talking 80, 90 AD. Okay. So, a couple thousand years ago, Rome is at the pinnacle of their empire. Uh, Israel is this little conclave on the eastern edge of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. Possibly John is writing this in exile on the island of Patmos. Perhaps he's not. He's pr- He could be in Asia Minor, somewhere along Ephesus. He could possibly be in Greece. We're not exactly, sh- you know, scholars aren't exactly sure. But Rome is in charge. If he's in Greek culture at all, Greek culture is, had a, a number of different philosophies that were prevalent in this time. You had the Epicureans, you had the Stoics, you had the aesthetics, and each one of them had a different kind of gaze upon the world, but they all were very focused on the on the on the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether it was they were all about the pleasures of the world or all about the feelings or all about the negation of those things. Yeah. It was very much not about an inner life transformed by the Holy Spirit, an inner life transformed to love your, your brothers and sisters in the Lord. It was definitely each man or woman for themselves. Uh, and so brotherly love is emphasized in the early part of chapter two okay. because brotherly love is not part of Greek and Roman culture so much. Right. Yeah. And we could argue that it's not really of our culture today. Right. Mm-hmm. Our society doesn't necessarily say, oh, yes, have this love for one another. I think it's more of a eh, just don't harm your neighbor. Right. Just don't yeah. let them be them and you be you. And just as long as you don't mess with each other, you're good to go. But there isn't yeah. necessarily this active You should love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As a world philosophy, as a kind of a paradigm of how engage.
1: I've heard people, though, use this verse as kind of a, you can't, you can't, you know, listen to, watch any, you know, movies or listen to music or Ah, um, talk to those kind of people. And and I don't know why do you think it happens that way? Like, it just ends up going back into...
0: Well, I think as people, we like cut and dry. We want black and white. We want all or none. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jesus is very, very good at at understanding the nuances of life, that it's not an all or none. It's not a it's not a always this way or always that way sort of a scenario. I think that there are times and places where, yeah, maybe for you personally, because of your your past, your history, your life, that watching a specific movie would be wrong. Right. yeah Because maybe that movie triggers something in you. Maybe that movie lends itself to open a door for sin in your life. And so for you, that movie, you shouldn't watch it. But for your brother or sister, that's not an issue. So for them, it's a perfectly fine thing. And as just as gen, in general, we don't like that. That's a tension, right? Because we want. Well, the stop sign always means stop, right? The red light always means stop. The green light always means go. There's no there's no ambiguity there. There's no deciding in the moment in the context. It's just red light means go, green light means or you know red light means stop, green light means go. There it's cut and dry, and Jesus definitely, okay. if you look through his life, was able to live in the tension of a, of different moments. Right? Sometimes he stopped and he healed the person, and sometimes he didn't. You know, sometimes he spoke a word to someone, and sometimes he didn't. Yeah. Uh, in Proverbs, in fact, I, I can't remember the exact chapter and verse, but two verses back to back. Are answer a fool according to his folly, and you will be you will be like a fool. And then the next verse or flip flop, uh, you answer a fool in his folly; otherwise, he'll think himself wise, right? So you have completely contradictory back-to-back proverbs, completely contradicting each other in their advice. Well, why? Well, because you have to read this in the situation, right? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you, if you answer a fool in his folly, you're just going to end up in a, it's just not going to end well because they're not going to listen to you. But Mm -hmm. other times you have to correct a fool because in the context, maybe other people are listening. And if you don't correct them, they'll be led astray. Right.
1: Right. Which brings us into our next area.
0: (laughs) Ooh, smooth, smooth segue. I was was trying there. So, so in the context of 1 John, he's talking about these antichrists. Now, without getting into a really long, drawn-out extrapolation of what we think Revelation and the Antichrist and the Left Behind series and all of those things, right? Antichrist isn't so profound in most of its its scripture references as this singular individual who comes, who deceives, who, you know, kind of gets the church to stray from God. Anti-Christ, that word anti in Greek, and I looked it up so that we'd have it, because anti in modern terms, like, well, I'm anti-abortion, right? Or I'm anti, I don't even know, anti-whatever, anti-war, it means you're against something, right? I'm fighting, actively fighting against the thing. But in Greek, it can actually mean a lot of different things. It can mean over-against. Opposite for instead of in place of something. So the idea is that it's a negation. Like if they're saying antichrist is someone who is over against or opposite to Christ. Someone who is in, who wants to put themselves up in place of Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so this, this idea here, when he says, dear children, you have heard that the antichrist is coming. Even now, many antichrists have come. That word antichrist would simply mean someone who has put themselves or put something else in place of Christ. And gosh, we've got a lot of those in the modern world.
1: Tons mm-hmm. of people
0: who <laughs> who do not believe in Christ, do not put Jesus as Messiah in their hearts and minds, and so they would be considered antichrist. They're They're in opposition to Christ. They're over against Christ in their heart. They've got themselves or another deity or another philosophy. A lot of times we think of, and I'm reading a lot of Old Testament right now. And the big issue in the Old Testament is idolatry. They would worship these pagan gods, these gods of the ancient Near East, whether it was Molech or um, Chemosh or Astreth or Baal. And while we don't necessarily have quite as much of that in the modern world, certainly not in the United States or in the Western culture, we have philosophies, however, in place mm-hmm. of God. And so, when you have people who put themselves in instead of Christ, like I am, I am king of my castle, kind of a mind, yeah. then they would be considered an antichrist. And it's so
1: interesting. Cause he's saying, you know, they went out from us, but they didn't really belong to us for if they had belonged to us they would have remained with us then their their going showed that they didn't belong to us, right? So he's saying that these people that they're referring were were in their fold and then went weird. This actually happened to me in a in a (laughs) with one of my roommates. So I have a little example of this. But uh so I lived in when I was newly in faith, um the church I found a church in this church. You could like rent a room. So like, you know, they had these old Victorian houses and you know, there's whatever, five, six, seven, eight bedrooms and you could rent a room An intentional Christian community. Okay. And the room was like, you know, 150, 200 bucks. And then you have intentional Christian fellowship with other believers. Super cool. Super great. Um, that's actually where I met my husband. He lived in a different house, but, um, but one of my roommates, um, So we were in Bible study together, um, and then he just started bringing kind of more fringe preachers to listen to and stuff and some fringe books. And next thing, he's saying he is a prophet. He wrote, he like flipped the bill of his hat on and wrote apostolic on the front of it. And then he started saying, you know, he doesn't have to pay rent anymore because profit should be taken care of. You know, (laughs) when a prophet enters your home, you should let them stay. And then pretty much any time someone would call him out because he started saying things like, um, you know, I never sinned, you know, like, (laughs) like, um, okay. And then he, you know, when we started calling him out, he would tell us that we were all demon possessed and like trying to like that he was being whatever, but he ended up getting a following and he ended up opening up his own house. With his own following, all like under him. Wow. And uh, as far as I know, it's like still operational. I don't know, but um, oh. it was like, but I kind of, like kind of got to see this thing of like, what is happening? You know, this is how cults start. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> but, but it was a thing because um, he stopped being able to hear other people, and he stopped being able to be corrected you know and kind of got into this thing of I mean even from the pastors of our church he ended up having asked to not come back because he was calling everyone demons and doing crazy stuff Um, but you know putting yourself but he started to put himself up into that um, a little bit like because I have the Holy Spirit Jesus is in me therefore I am Jesus Uh that you know
0: Faulty stuff. Yeah, if um, the spirit lives in you. It doesn't mean you're Jesus. That's that's yeah. a line.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're still fallible beings. Um, but but this kind of thing of like, and it was it was, but it was hard on our house, right? Because this was our friend, and then to see that kind of, but there had to be a line that we had to have, saying, you know what, though we are following the true Christ, yeah, and you aren't I don't know what you're who you're following right but this stuff is going into weirdo land absolutely but I, and I think that's why it's important what he's saying John is, is reminding these people right um as for you see what you have heard from the beginning remains in you right. if it does you will remain in the son and in the father this is what he promised us eternal life and, and I think this is an important message still for today because I think there are a lot of things if you're not careful. Okay. Just not to get too sci-fi. But have you heard of... I can't even remember the name of the app. But have you heard of this, this app which is essentially a, like a Jesus AI? No. Okay. So apparently there's this app you can download and it And you can, like, write your prayers to it, and an AI Jesus will, like, work through your prayer with you. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, on the surface, sounds nice. Right? I mean, on the surface, if you are new in your faith, or you're just looking for some encouragement, maybe... But if you're wise in the faith, you'll realize this is a terrible idea.
0: Yeah, I see <laughs> a lot of potential issues with that. Uh, Yeah, like. I, yeah, so
1: many. <laughs> it's a Terrible idea. So friends, if you're listening and you come across an app that's an AI Jesus that will like talk to you and like comfort you and pray over you, don't do that because that's you can just actually pray to the real Jesus and right. not an AI Jesus. But, um, but, but it, th- I think there's all these things that, that, I mean, people won't be led astray if it doesn't sound nice. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, people don't like just start out I mean, cults. I don't think start off with the, let's drink the Kool-Aid on day one. Right now, you know, we'll build to build up. Right. And I, think that's why we have to be in the word ourselves for one
0: absolutely and we
1: have to be discerning about who we allow to speak influence into our lives yes you know and i mean i know you do this and and uh brian and i do this too with our congregation of saying don't just take what we say know it for yourself because we we can be wrong and if we are wrong we want you to say you know, you said this thing in this Bible study or something, and I'm not sure about it. Let's talk about it. Right. We want that because we, we want to know if we're teaching something. Right.
0: That
1: isn't, that isn't correct. Um, but you have to be careful because there's so many, so many things that are, are leading us straight. I just found out, I think Jay Z is going to trying to make a Jesus show kind of like the chosen. Really? Um, And if you know anything about Beyonce and Jay Z, they're very open in their occultism. Um so anyway, I won't go too far into that rabbit hole. But well even even with the chosen,
0: which I think is a, a fantastic potentially a fantastic show. Okay. I don't know if you've seen it. Yep. We're watching it in our congregation um kind of a couple episodes every month, but we're comparing it to the Bible. Have the Bible with you because it we is are reading the stories because it is
1: fictionalized. Well, it's it's um embellished
0: by leaps and bounds at times. Yeah. yeah, which are are plausible extrapolations, but they're still not scripture. And so it's important when we think about how we follow Jesus, how we engage in in our you know search of knowledge that there's a reason the reformation said sola scriptura yeah right? uh there's a reason that that we we place such emphasis on the bible because ultimately if we don't you can get really far astray yeah by by adding or subtracting what what you deem what you have judged To be in or out. And in fact, you know, when it it says in verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. And I think anything we see or hear or engage with needs to be lined up against scripture, lines up against. Uh, the Holy spirit and say, you know, because there are no truth, there are no lies in the truth of God. And so even if something seems really nice and pleasant and, Oh, this sounds really good. A AI Jesus you can interact with except that AI Jesus will at some point lie. Yeah. Not, even necessarily purposefully. I mean, this is an artificial intelligence, right? Yeah. We we have to be careful to make sure that we're focusing on the truth, focusing on the word of God, focusing on Jesus, and not being led astray by all of the very well-oiled, well-spoken machines that are out there. Uh, Paul writes to Timothy, you know, there will come a time when people will gather around them, people to talk to them about what their itching ears want to hear. And mm. we're there, right? Yeah. That's Social media is exactly that, right? Mm. What our itching ears want to hear. Their algorithms are such that they feed you things based on your search history, based on what mm-hmm. they hear. Um, in the in the ambient noise around your phone. And then it becomes an echo chamber because it's what your itching ears have wanted to hear. And we need to keep Christ centered in the heart of who we are, in the heart of our lives, in the heart of how we follow him. And he's given us his word, His his scripture specifically to help us through that process. Yeah. So, whew, we don't want to lead. We don't. We we don't want to be led astray. Yeah. And uh, just like we say to our congregations, we say to you listeners, <laughs> if you hear something that we say that you think is a little what a, questionable, call us out. Talk to us. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe we're wrong. Or maybe you're wrong and maybe we're right. It. <laughs> we're willing to uh, let iron sharpening sharpen iron. Right. That's we can right. learn from one another, we keep Christ at the center, and um, ultimately our whole goal in this podcast, in our lives, is to glorify Christ. Um, every time, you probably don't even know this, but every time before we actually hit record, we pray together. We pray that the Lord would use this podcast, we pray that the Lord would use us, we pray that these things would glorify him. Um, and that's that's our hope, our prayer, our desire is that through our lives, through our teachings, through the interactions we have with people, through every bit of what we do on a daily basis, that we can grow in our faith, bring glory to God, and maybe hopefully help other people along that path as well. So,
1: yeah,
0: hope. But I think that's a great. Conclusion: Do you have any final thoughts tonight? No, I think you summed it up perfectly. Just to be really, you're
1: you're not dumb, all of my listeners. I mean, you already know that by yourself, Jenny. But uh, don't don't allow yourself to be led astray by nonsense. Test everything. God gave you a mind. He gave us scripture. Um, and and to uh and and I I truly believe if we seek knowledge, we'll find it. I think God wants to give and give in abundance wisdom and knowledge and it does not have to you know you do not need anyone to teach you his anointing teaches you get into a a fellowship of of people who that's their motivation you know if that 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 god is teaching not man
0: humans can help you other humans but yeah the holy spirit gives the gives the ultimate guidance all right, friends. Well, remember, we always conclude our podcast the same way, mostly because it's a thing that I do, and its I think it's a fun catch, catchphrase. Hopefully others do too, but God blesses us why? So we can be a blessing to others. All right, friends. We'll catch you guys next time.